Lord, thank you so much for just the blessing of being here on the Lord's Day with your people who you have redeemed. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you've orchestrated salvation from eternity past, calling us to be your own. Thank you for the, the covenant that you've made with us through Christ and that we are considered beloved in him who is the beloved one, not based upon our own works and righteousness, but because of his righteousness. So we ask, Lord, that you would just um, fill us with your spirit this morning. We thank you, Lord, for justice, being willing to share his testimony. Pray that you just fill him with your spirit, use him for your glory. And we thank you and give you all the praise in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. We're so excited to have justice come up. He is a great friend. And um, and as we've gotten to know each other, I've really been blessed by his testimony. Let's welcome up Justice Mandeville. Hello. Um just going to say a quick prayer. Dear Father God, I, just, I do just ask of you that you would be glorified through what you have done for me by saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay. Um, not too much long after I graduated high school, I had been rejected by my family because I attacked my dad. As a result, my dad and stepmom put a restraining order against me. I was charged with battery as a misdemeanor and went to jail. By the grace of God, I made it out of jail alive without a scratch. However, I immediately found myself homeless. I had to eat Del Taco hot sauce packets and eat food out of garbage cans on the street in order to stay nourished. I was addicted to pornography and fighting. My life was a wreck physically, mentally, as well as emotionally, but even worse spiritually. I was happily being driven by the pride of my heart to live my life in sin as a child of Satan without even knowing it. I eventually ended up in a mental hospital in Highland, California called Sierra Vista, one after many other mental hospitals, which is where I was diagnosed with schizophrenia affective disorder. I despised being in the mental hospital so much to the point that I wanted to be homeless again, despite the fact that in the mental hospital I even had the right to three square meals a day. This was because out of my pride, I didn't like being considered mentally disabled. I cared about how the world saw me and not about how God saw me. Although even though it, I didn't know it at the time, I was exactly where God wanted me. The part of my heart was so bad that Satan and his demons were using it to stir my blood, to make me exalt myself, as well as to make me think of myself as someone that I wasn't. For instance, every time I looked at the sun or thought of the sun, I would think to myself or even speak out loud, claiming that I was the bright and morning star or in other words, God, even over Jesus. Or that, because of my, or that because my name was Justice, I identified myself as the angel of justice. I also was convinced I was a Native American born, for, born, I was a Native American from Tibet. In a worldly perspective, I was a lunatic with schizophrenia. In God's eyes, I was a lost soul without a shepherd. The Lord knew I wouldn't listen to anyone who preached his gospel to me with obedience. There were a group of women who ministered and preached, in the preached the gospel in the mental hospital on Thursday afternoons, but God knew I wouldn't go to them and receive his word of my own accord because I was unfaithful to him and had no desire to know his son, Jesus Christ. Other than this group of women, there was no one to preach the gospel to me. However, God, out of, great, out of his grace, gave me a dream which he used to draw me to him with a fresh desire to hear and obey his word as well as to get to 
as well as to make me fear him, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. This dream was more realistic than anything I had ever experienced, even in reality. In the dream, I was in a cave, and I could see everything clearly, likewise more clearly than I had ever seen before. In the dream, a man's voice yelled at me violently out of nowhere from wrath, with wrath from the heavens, saying, Get down on your knees, as if he was going to smite me if I responded with disobedience. Moreover, the earth trembled at the voice as he yelled. I was more frightened than I had ever been before, even to this day, yet there was hope in my heart. My conscience knew my life was on the line, that I was going to die if I continued living in my sin. The voice I heard was more than powerful enough to strike obedience into my heart, and at his, and at his word in the dream I fell on my knees without my knees being broken. Even though I can't prove that the voice I heard was a voice of God, I was convinced that God was trying to tell me something. I understood then out of brokenness that I was living my life in an abominable way which God despised and that I was being called to fear him as well as to worship him and only him on my knees rather than myself. However, I had never had a personal relationship with God before. I had no idea how to serve him other than to get on my knees as I was commanded to in the dream and to pray to him, asking him to speak to me. As a result, when I woke up, I did just that. I responded to the mysterious voice with faith because I didn't want to face the wrath of the person which I had just witnessed. I immediately found myself on my knees, pleading to God through the power of fear in him, which he gave to me by the power of the Holy Spirit, asking him to show me more of him through another dream. After a week of praying this prayer diligently every day, by the grace of God, I received another dream where God answered my prayer. In the second dream, I was being lowered on some type of wooden platform into a tank of water. As the water was rising up to my neck, with my last gasp of breath, I cried out, Help me, Jesus. I immediately knew then, at that very moment, from these two dreams, that God was telling me to get down on my knees and ask Jesus to help me. Accordingly, God broke the part of my heart, transferring the faith that I had in myself to the name of Jesus, and I had no choice to but to ask Jesus to save me from the depths of my sins, which I was dead in. In light of my testimony, I'm not saying that these dreams saved me, since nothing can save anyone but Jesus' grace on the cross. But I am saying that God made me esteem as well as to thirst to know Jesus more as my Savior through these dreams. When God made me realize that I need Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior through these two dreams and humbled me to ask him to save me from my sins, he broke my schizophrenia, which was actually just the pride and self-righteousness of my heart on steroids which Satan and his demons were using me to cause me to think disoriented thoughts and to hallucinate or make myself out to be someone that I'm not. When he saved me, he not only granted me salvation, but he literally gave me the mental stability and became the sanity which I needed in order for me to worship and serve him as my one and only God through a humble heart. For the first time in my life, I felt like I was being given a purpose the ultimate purpose, which is to serve the living God rather than myself. Now I thank him for my salvation every day as well as for becoming the mental stability that I need in order to serve him from a lowly heart. Through the two gifts of salvation and sanity needed for me to worship Jesus from a, from a humble heart, the existence of the sovereign trying Godhead of the universe is irrefutable to me because no one can ever take away what Jesus has done for me 
namely dying for me and blessing me with the sanity to thank him for dying for me. Ever since these two significant dreams I had, Jesus has led me to do the best, my best to honor him through, ser through living a praying life of humility, enabling me to ask him to help me every day all by the power of his Holy Spirit. At this time, I immediately realized I needed a Bible to know by God more. I waited patiently throughout the rest of the week until the next Thursday to hear what God had to say to me through the women who ministered in the mental hospital. But more than that, to get my very first Bible that I had actually sincerely desired. In the meantime, I prayed diligently every day that God would show me more of him because that was so awesome the feeling of his Holy Spirit was in the dreams that he gave me. Even though I didn't see the person and it sounded like he wanted to murder me, if I disobeyed him when he yelled at me in the dream, I felt a new spirit, the Holy Spirit, creating in my heart a fear and love like I had never felt before for God, making, making me thirst to hear his never-ending voice along with a new desire to obey him, which is the very reason I wanted a Holy Bible. In fact, I'm convinced God was speaking to me because all I wanted to do was to receive revelation from his word, the Holy Bible, as this is something that I had never desired before. Sadly, the first time I went to hear the women ministers, they didn't have a Bible to give me because they had already ran out of Bibles to distribute. However, before and after the first sermon I heard them preach, God faithfully answered my prayer by having the head minister, a kind lady named Leone, Ask him through prayer to open the eyes and ears of our hearts so that seeing we could see and hearing we could hear and understand his word. I was hearing God speak to me, and because of this prayer, I zealously started to seek to get my own Bible even more because I wanted to see, hear, and understand the word of God just as the kind lady had prayed. This was because I wanted to know what God was calling me to. Even though I was in resonance with Jesus in the faith, at this point in time, I didn't know that I needed to repent in order to receive his forgiveness. But as he is faithful, through many weeks and hours of zealous prayer on my knees and imitating the prayer Leone had prayed, he finally blessed me with my first Bible that I had actually intended on using in its correct context. My main motive in reading the word of God at the time was to find out how to be saved from the wrath of God since the wrathful voice was in the dream, from the dream was still echoing in my ears, and I definitely did not want to face the wrath of whoever's voice I heard, which I was convinced was God's voice. Through being guided by the Holy Spirit, the first book I sought answers from in the Holy Bible was the book of Revelation. It was, it was here where I heard Jesus personally telling me to repent, as it seemed to be, to me to be a central theme of Jesus speaking to the seven churches, telling them that if they refused to repent, they would perish. This seemed good to me, and I knew God was faithfully drawing me closer to him. But the problem was I didn't know how to repent. I then prayed and asked him to show me how to repent. To my amazement, soon after I turned to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, where Jesus says, Not once, but twice, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. A little later, I found the book, First John, where I read verses 8 through 10, which states, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. 
After digesting these verses, I couldn't help but to confess my never-ending list of sins to Jesus, to turn from my sins, to ask of his forgiveness, and seek to be holy as he is holy. Honestly, however, for a long time I lived a work-based salvation, thinking that by my obedience through faith and repentance, in the name of Jesus Christ I was saved, until not too long before I started attending Cornerstone, I read Ephesians 2, 8-9, which, which says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your undoing. It is a gift from God, not a result to works, so that no one may boast. I had already read this many times, but Jesus once again faithfully, as well as graciously, answered my prayers by finally opening the eyes and ears of my heart to his words so that seeing I could see and hearing I could hear that and understand that it's by his perfect and finished work of righteousness at the cross of Calvary alone that I'm saved, that I contribute nothing to my salvation but the sin that made it necessary, as the theologian Jonathan Edwards says. As Jesus' salvation is the best thing I have ever received, it was just the beginning of a flow of never-ending blessings being poured out on me by his grace on high. Jesus Christ literally became my mental stability because he sealed me with his promised Holy Spirit, who has granted me access to a never-ending supply of humility so that I can see the pride of my heart for what it really is in a biblical perspective and make war against it with the armor of his word. By doing so, God enabled me to be a faithful servant to him at all times because of the humility he has supplied me with, which is the virtue of all virtues. Even when I do sin against him and break his law, all that he asks me is to have faith in his sacrificial death and resurrection, humble myself through repentance and by turning from my sins, and I ask of his forgiveness by faith as his result, as his gracious forgiveness being dumped out on me impartially. If he hadn't broken the pride of my heart and humbled me, I would still be convinced that I'm a neighbor, that I'm a Native American who was born in Tibet, or that I'm from the FBI, which is an acronym which at one point in time meant to me the Federal Bureaucracy of Illuminati. I thank God for Jeremiah 17.9, which is the first verse that the Lord used in my life to enlighten me to the fact that my heart is utterly deceitful and untrustworthy due to its sin nature of wickedness, and because of this to trust in Jesus' heart for guidance instead. This is important because my prideful and self-righteous heart is the primary reason I had disorienting thoughts, or from a worldly perspective, schizophrenia. Conclusively, if we hadn't saved me from my prideful heart, I would still be in the mental hospital, or even worse, subject to his sovereign wrath. But by the riches of Jesus' Jesus's grace, I am his bride, and he has made me his heir, and has given me hope for a, for a future of greatness both in this life and in, the, and in the next, as he is my refuge and eternal home. All I can do is thank him for all that he has done for me and will continue to do for me as he is worthy of all glory and praise. For Jesus is the strength of my heart and my portion forever, and I have no good apart from him. <laughs>